This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by co-hosts, because Kyle can't be bothered to show up when he's supposed to because of his family, or he's camping, or he's sick. So therefore, we have to call on one of our mighty, mighty co-host friends to come and save the day, like the Calvary, stepping up in times of need. To care for us and rescue us from darkness. Thank you, co-hosts. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a show. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Drew with uh, episode 853 and a special guest, Mike Myers. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you? I got Pretty my good. matcha already here. <laughs> well, that... that that ad placement is over, so <laughs> I don't want to know what brand it is. <laughs> uh, well, Kyle's not here because he's trick-or-treating with the family, um, camping at uh, Old Man's Cave in the Hocking Hills, and wandering around in his um, circus costumes, uh, getting candy. That sounds uh, scary, camping during camping. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, and it's it's cool. It's with a Halloween episode. You are Mark Myers. You got a bunch of there shit probably growing up uh, with that name at, around Halloween. Yes. And I was uh, just listening to the, you know, uh, Todd McFarlane got sued because he used a hockey player's name, Tony Twist, in his comic book for five million dollars. Wow. I should I should have sued. Halloween. No. <laughs> well, did it not predate you? Was it in the 60s or 70s? When was that? No, I'm. I, I was born before Halloween. Oh, okay. Well, then hell, you got a case, man. Halloween was the 70s. I was in the 60s, bro. You do predate it. Mm-hmm. So, what is Halloween? How does where does Halloween rank? For you as a holiday, it's a good, it's, a, it's up up there. It's one you like, you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah um, very much. What kind of like? Do you have like Halloween traditions in your family? Well, it's uh, Barb and my anniversary when we started dating in high school. So, oh, you do Halloween something special. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Your first, your first it's date a, was on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that's cool did you go were you going to like a costume party no we we did dress up though i dressed up as freddy krueger and she was a mime <laughs> and then at night we went to go see top gun very cool yeah. very cool one of the um so like, we didn't see a halloween movie we saw Top yeah. Gun. Top Gun's, yeah, that's high quality cinema right there. Um, I'm trying to like think back. Only thing I remember about Halloween as a kid is having the cheapest plastic costumes with like two slit for eyes and the mask, and it would, you know, you'd be walking around, you could barely see out of them. Um, nowadays, yeah, you'd man, sweat in them too. Oh, they were yeah. very uh, sweaty. Now everybody's got, you know, really good 
cool costumes, but back the ones I remember as a kid just awful. Yeah, it was the vinyl um thing you put on and yeah. then the plastic mask. Yeah, yeah, whatever your plastic mask was. I was I I know I was well, a couple of superheroes in there. I'm sure I was Spidey and Batman and Superman. Superman, yeah. Do you remember any of your kid costumes? Was it was it superhero related? Yeah, it was the same. Uh, same Batman, stuff. Superman. That's all I can remember. I mean, there might have been some like universal monsters, like the Mummy and Wolfman and yeah, Dracula. I bet you I did a Dracula or two too. I I, I was looking around. But when I but... did Dracula, it wasn't the plastic mask. It was more like by the fangs and the blood yeah, and, the, and the makeup. And the white makeup and do your own face and yep. throw on a cape. That that was that was true. Yeah, because yeah, I think I was like Winnie the Pooh when I was you know really little. Hopefully not as an adult. I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> Actually, maybe. Boy, my stomach is. I might be. Well, they did. <laughs> How about um. Do you do like decorate your house? Do you guys do like spooky stuff? And uh, no, yeah, I don't do that either. I am uh, not much for that. And when my kid was trick or treating, and you know, so I would always give out candy. And now after she's graduated and moved out, moved out, I'm like a cheap ass. Turn the light out. I don't even hand out candy anymore. So I'm kind of like there's a Scrooge equivalent of a, of a candy guy on trick or treat. I don't I don't do it. Yeah, uh, we still do it, but we don't get that many. I mean, we're lucky if we get like 20 kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It used to be crazy, and it would and it would be like. Some kids like wouldn't even dress up. They'd just be they just have a big bag and they just be walking around and I'd be like, What are you doing? You're not even trying. Yeah, those are the older kids usually. Yeah. Just wanted the candy. Can't blame them there. Well, our good friends at ChatGPT um helped us out and gave us uh the the top ten scary movies in honor of Halloween. Um do you want to take a get uh, a shot at guessing them? Halloween. You know, that's the that's the crazy thing. It's it's only number four. Uh, Friday the thirteenth. See, did not make the list. Wow, that one's right? scary too. I know like that one is the mother, and then like at the end when Jason jumps out of the river, yeah. that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah, because you didn't see that coming. You know, it's like all quiet. She's floating on the river in a canoe and. And then he pops out of the water. I like like the first six of these I agree with. And then the last three I don't agree with, Philly. But I haven't seen some of them. So. The, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, number five. So Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th didn't make it. Didn't make the cut. I would say, I would say Fright Night. That's one of my favorites, but that nope. probably didn't make the no. That's scary. A vampire moves next door. Salem's Lot? No. Hostel? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Saw? 
None of the Sauls made it. Uh, Dracula? No. Um, High Tension? No. Uh Uh-uh. Some of these are, like, way old. Way old. Yeah. Like, before Halloween, a couple of them. Around the same time as Halloween, and... Scary? Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. The Exorcist. The Exorcist is number two. That's scary. I still never... I've never seen that. I've never seen most of these, actually. Poltergeist. That's a good guess, but not on here. Can we give them to you? Yeah. I, I, I nope. Number one is The Shining. Ah, that's a good one. That one I've seen. Um, I said number two was Exorcist. Number three was Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock, 1960. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Halloween was four. Nightmare on Elm Street, five. Silence of the Lambs, number six. I don't find that scary. I it's find more that psychological. More like thriller, psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I thought that was kind of a, a whack one. Um, the Conjuring from 2013. That's pretty scary. Yeah, never seen That's that. That's kind of based on a true story. It's kind of frightening. Get Out comes in at number eight. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's a really a good one. modern one. Yeah. Was it scary, though? I thought so. Yeah, it was it was really good. Uh Hereditary from 2018. Directed that by was... Ari Aster. I've seen it. Okay. I don't remember it. And what about the Baba Duke from 2014? Directed by Jennifer Kent. Baba Duke? Baba Duke. B-A-B-A-D-O-O-K. I I've never seen it. Right. That's the only one on the list I haven't seen so far. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I had to watch it. it if, if you if you like horror movies, it made the list according to our Chat GPT uh, overlords. So yeah, there you is go. that it? Or is there more? No, that's the top ten. Um, they also gave me the top ten Halloween costumes. These are classic costumes, and you and I have talked about some of them. Halloween, Captain Kirk. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Batman? Superhero is on here at number six. Dracula. Dracula is on here at number two for Vampire. Wolfman. Werewolf. There is no werewolf. Phantom of the Opera. Um, no. Headless Horseman. No. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> no, these are those are too sophisticated. Uh, the number one uh, uh, costume is a witch. You said vampire. Number three is zombie. Did you ever go huh. as a zombie? No. Zombies weren't big. I mean, yeah. When I, I was, was a old. kid, zombies yeah. were more of the voodoo zombie. So. Yeah. Uh, pirate was number four. I think I was a pirate. Um, ghost. I don't think I ever did the bedsheet. Charlie Brown bedsheet ghost. Never did that. 
I might uh, have. Superheroes one. Um, Waldo is on here. That's uh, fairly new. Fairly new, yeah. Um, and a skeleton. That yeah, one's number eight. Classic. Um, and uh, also a clown. And who wants to do? A, I don't know. Clowns always always spooked me. I always thought that was kind of trippy. Yeah, they scare my wife too. I don't get too scared with clowns. Even the uh, en- the entity. That's a scary movie. I don't think I've seen that one either. That's about a. Um, that's a, based on a true story too. Like they can't explain it, but it's like a poltergeist type thing where this woman like physically gets attacked by something, and they have like cameras that have watched her and she like essentially gets raped yeah by ghosts and uh they can't explain it like i don't know it could be possession or something i guess but it was scary i i saw that by myself when i was young and i stayed in i was okay watching it you know it was like one of those late night hbo movies and (laughs) right and then i saw this was based on a true story blah 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 this really happened attack on this date and i'm like then i got really scared (laughs) now we can do um they gave us the scariest comic books and the scariest comic book characters do you want to do either one of those one or the other or both? Scariest comic books is is probably good. Okay, let's do that one. Tales from that. the Crypt. No. Not there? Are you not, kidding me? Not there. Vault of War? Nope. Th- these are EC classics. Uh, were... hey, guess what? They didn't go back that far. Oh, oh they're stupid. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. No. Wow. You're close though on that one. You're close though on that name. House of Secrets? No, the first appearance was in in that House of Mystery, I think. For the number Swamp one. Swamp Thing? Yeah, Swamp Thing's number one. That's not scary. He's a swamp monster. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess I guess in that book it was a little eerie. scary, but they they, they said it's quite eerie. That's one thing that's stupid. The internet's stupid, and all this chat stuff does is listen to all the stupid <laughs> answers and the stupid right. people. <laughs> it's Agreed. it's only as good as the data that's being posted. Right. That's how AI learns. So um, I'll give them yeah, to that, you. That and surprises you can... me. Tales from the like those are classic. Right? None of them. Scary. None of them are on here. Number two is From Hell. Alan Moore um, exploring the graphic. Jack the Ripper. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, Uzumaki by Junji Ito. That's a manga. Oh, he does some scary stuff. I've done a couple of manga with him. Yeah. They're what like I... shock horrors, though. They're like. Right. They're very violent horror things. One of my favorite. Uh, comics of all time. Crossed by Garth Ennis comes in at rank four. That surprises me. I thought Walking Dead would be there, but not but, Crossed. But Walking Dead is number five. So that's, that's crazy. So 
that's cost isn't well known that surprises me um 30 days of night by steve oh Niles. that's good that's good um lock and key by joe hill that's more fantasy to me yeah it's a haunted man- mansion i guess they went with that and the dark secrets within um the chilling adventures of sabrina that's not scary that's archie I would think Afterlife with Archie was more scary than that one. A little darker. Yeah. Um, uh, Hellblazer is on here. John Constantine, not really scary, but dark themes, occult. Yeah. And Black Hole by Charles Byrne. Never Byrne. read that. A coming of age story intertwined with mysterious and unsettling sexually transmitted disease. Surprise crosses on there. I was yeah, I was pleasantly surprised on that and one. And I, I think the only things I haven't read are the that specific manga that you mentioned in in Black yeah. Hole. Yeah. I'm aware of Black Hole. Just never read it. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C four fap links you could ever need. All in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need. Well, we can leave the robots alone now. We'll, we'll kick them back in the corner where they belong, and we will go, and we will take a look at DC Connect. The new one's out. It's um, November comics that are coming out in January. So a lot of goodies, um, several months out. But we get to look at them right now. Um, On the cover, we've got our good friend um, Superman with uh, Action 1061. And Jason Aaron's writing it. It's kind of cool. I don't know. It depends. Which Jason Aaron shows up? The Avengers Jason Aaron or yeah, well, I hope not. Uh, Punisher Jason Aaron or something. Yeah, um, like Southern Bastards Jason Aaron would be nice. Yeah, he's got two two projects. He's got Batman in space and this one. Yeah. So the first thing though that they focus on is Batman 428. Robin lives. I didn't even know they did this. Like, I didn't know they had two comics and then the voting determines which way to go. I remember the voting. Um, I just didn't think that they had written both endings. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know either. So this is this is gonna be awesome. So this is the one where he doesn't die. Yeah. Did you vote? No, it was like I, a nine hundred number, and um, I was like, I'm not voting. I'm not voting. They I, want. I they vote, want. I voted. I voted. He 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 live. Because I liked him. It was very close, if I remember. He, they, when, they, when he when he threw that guy out of the window that had diplomatic win, immunity, I was like, I like this guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. That that's that's neat. And obviously, they think it's going to be cool too because they put it as the very first one in the front of the book. So it's been sitting around a vault for a long time. I can't believe that. Yeah, I wasn't aware, and I've been a DC fan forever, so that was pretty surprising. How many years ago do you think that was? The the thing that amazes me 35 is thirty five like, years. I, I could I could see them like scripting it, you know, like yeah. Well, let's script both of them, and then which one wins will draw it. Somebody but drew it. Some yeah, the same artist, Jim Aparo. Yeah. So. That's that's crazy. I wonder if it has like the same beats and then it. Yeah, it it's just probably has the, like a it's different, probably the like exact same thing right pa- up till the end. Three pages, right, are different, or maybe yeah. four, if yeah. we're lucky. I'm yeah, I'm trying to think back. I haven't read Death in the Family for a long time, um, but I'm trying to think. You know, it, we don't really. It doesn't really die until the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that I mean, it's just probably those pages there to, that are different. So it'll be probably underwhelming and disappointing, but I want to read it anyway, just to complete yeah. that in my head. Um, and so I hope yeah, it's we, more than two pages at least. I hope it's not like two panels, you know? <laughs> yeah, he like he, he yeah they just they just add a a word bu- balloon that says I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Or he's breathing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's, oh. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. <laughs> they def- that definitely might be it. Well, I know uh, that Batman does carry the body out. So maybe he carries the body out and he's alive. I don't know. Are you going to revisit it before <laughs> it comes out? Yeah, I probably will. Read it before you read the read the old one before you read the new one. Yeah, just to, it'd be nice to refresh my my memory. I haven't read it since since it actually came out. I think I reread so it when the while. when the trade came out because trades were kind of a rare thing back then. And so when they collected it as a trade, I was like, "Ooh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, I might have read it twice, if if that. But then, but yeah. I haven't read it in the 30 years since then, for sure. Um, so Action Comics 1061, Jason Aaron takes over. Um, you're not sure you're excited about this or not. I'm not because I like Philip Kennedy Johnson. So I'm like, I, I'm not too crazy about it. Is he is he going to stay on Superman? He's going to be writing something else, but... I don't know what that Superman book is mm. yet. They haven't announced it. Uh, 
I just know from social media. It's where it's good to be on Blue Sky because most of the creators have migrated over. You know, um, I might do that. Twitter has. Soft. I mean, it, it's 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 worth it just for that. Like Eric Larson, my favorite, is ex- like over there. So it's like that's where I want to be just to to see his posts. And then it's good to like reserve my name so nobody else steals it. Oh, that's a good that's true. That's true. <laughs> so you're the only Mike Myers over there? Or Omac? De- well, Omac I'm the only Mike Myers brunch over there. Yeah. So yeah. But it would really suck if somebody steals your identity on some other platform and it's not you. That's true. Yeah, but you can't do them all. I mean, you didn't do threads, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. So because none, none, none of those others, though, caught on with, I think, the, you know, creators, mm-hmm. whereas this one sort of has... I'm going to go sign up as uh, Mike Myers Brancho on Threads. Start saying a bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have a Blue Sky invite right now, so I'll do comics for fun and profit. Oh, no! No! Yeah. No! <laughs> Don't hold it hostage. <laughs> so how, how do you get one of them? You get an invite every week. Oh. Once you're in. Oh, you're in the club. Then you yeah, get to but, invite other people. Then you get to invite other people. Interesting. Yeah, I noticed that um, the algorithm is sharing my stuff less and less with like mutual people. It's yeah, very, and then he's, very strange. he's gonna. I think I don't know if it started already, but he's gonna start charging new users for posting. Like if you if you already have an account you you'll be able to still post and do your thing but if you're a new user or if you had a new podcast and you wanted to put a new account out there you'd have to pay to post and reply to threads and retweet so isn't it crazy that he's gone he's taken a company he paid 44 billion dollars for and it's now worth like 8 and dropping <laughs> yeah. He just keeps making one bad decision after the other. After another, yeah. My god. How does it how did this guy ever uh, ever become rich? Become Probably, rich, yeah. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I I I just I'm probably going to sit around on Twitter until it dies completely. Um just because there's so many there's so many comic creators on there still, you know. Yeah. But I know some have migrated, but I I some, some are some are dual posting, but yeah. some have like totally migrated, and like Eric Larson's one of them. I mean, he's still on Facebook, but Tinian was gone for a while, but he keeps he seems he, he seems came, to have come back. He, yeah, he's he's gone, and uh, there's there, there's a couple of them that are over there that are exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the Trinity special number one by Tom King. Uh, this is a DC breakout character, it says. 
Yeah, that she's appearing in Wonder Woman, I think. Yeah, I've only read the first issue of Tom King's Wonder Woman, so it was know. good. Yeah, I liked it. I kind of changed Sarge still to be an asshole, but I guess that's okay. Sarge Steel is a Charlton character. It's been oh, around okay. for a while. Interesting. He's uh, been in Checkmate. Titans Beast Other World books. is a Tom Taylor book. And this first issue isn't out yet, is it? I don't think so. And from what I can tell, it doesn't cross over with uh, Titans. Which is interesting. Titans is still its own story going forward with the Brother Eternity, yeah, and Tempest stuff. And then this is this Beast World is like its own mini event outside of the main book, which is very unusual. Yeah, not to tie tie in and cross over. That seems weird. So tons of of Titans Beast World and of Titans Beast World tour Star City. And then there's the regular Titans you were mentioning. Uh, the fourth issue of Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. That one, I think, is out this week. I think it was out two weeks ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it either. I think it's going to be pretty good, though. I I have confidence in it. Yeah, it's such plus, a Plus, it's going to be one concept. of those things that... You gotta buy, or it's it's not gonna exist, you know, after it's done, because they'll lose the license to Godzilla and Kong properties, and then it'll go to whoever, but they won't be able to. It's like the Micronauts thing all over again, uh, although they are coming back and doing the Micronauts at Marvel, but. The probability is lower that you'll get reprints and stuff. Yeah, so once they lose the license to any of these, Godzilla or Kong, then that yeah, means they can't, they can't, do can't it print again. it as a trade, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Batman 141. I've enjoyed the golf, Gotham War that's been going on. That's been fun. Yeah, it's interesting for sure, I think. Batman's losing his mind, though. <laughs> With that Zen or R, whatever that yeah, entity that, is, and yeah, fail safe, was, and he's yeah programmed himself. If it's not the Omax, it's it's fail safe, or he's always doing something to screw himself up. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you don't trust anybody, including yourself, I guess that's what happens. Batman Offworld number three. That's a Jason Aaron book. Yeah, know that's that. a Batman in space that I was talking about. Yeah, that's right. And Batman and Robin number five. I enjoyed that first issue. I haven't read the second one yet. Batman and Robin gets an annual. Detective the Comics 1081. Rom V doesn't get pulled off of this. You were just talking about Philip Kennedy Johnson. You've enjoyed on action and Superman. Doesn't get gets yanked. We've had Rom V on Detective for like a year. 
That's not like, that long, though. Well, it feels year, like everybody year, else gets rotated not in. Long. Feels, well, Philip like Kennedy a, Johnson's been around a while. Like he was a he was around. He was doing all the War World stuff for like two years before they relaunched it in the new Dawn of DC. So he has at least three years under his belt. Rum V is probably hitting the year marker now. You know, he's getting close. I would think so, at least. It feels like he's been on there for longer than that. I just I like I like New Blood on Detective because it can be anything. You know, it can be they don't have to be tied in. They can be and I like, you know, they can do fun stuff with the backup stories. So I want different voices on that. I don't want Well the backup isn't Ron V, it's Dan Waters. Yeah, for now. Raven of Old Heaven. I've, I've liked that. his I've liked his uh run. Not as much as the previous, which was I think Marjorie Bennett or it was one of those Marjorie women. Wu, maybe? Yeah, it was one of them, but I yeah. liked her a lot more. I liked it a lot Ram more. The one with the with the tower and everything. Yeah, yeah that was really good. Not reading Brave and the Bold. I am reading Nightwing. I've enjoyed it. I think it's still good. Catwoman's in the event still. Yeah, so this will be the maybe the first one coming out of that. No, no, it's. I think it's I think, already out. It's yeah, a think, very short event. I think this is the last couple of weeks of the event. I think the event's over. No. Yes. Look at this. There's no tie-in to well, yeah, but, the Bat-Cat War on this. It says Selena's latest heist targets right. a nuclear reactor. I mean, I don't reactor. think it's officially over yet for us. We haven't got the last issues yet. Oh, but, not for us, but I think in the solicit. Oh, for sure it's gone, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's done this month. Or early November, I mean. Um Harley Quinn 36. I'm not reading that. Penguin, I am enjoying Penguin. Tom King book. Outsiders, I did. That's not out yet, so I don't even know if I want to try that one. The last Batman in the Outsiders I read, I wasn't loving. Yeah, this one's... This one's a weird one. Yeah. Looks like it's crossing over to it has the drummer from the Wildstorm universe. But it's mostly Batwoman, it looks like. Yeah. I didn't And read. Uh, Duke. Yeah. I didn't read Superman Lost. I thought I'd like it, but I read that first issue and so I it wasn't for me, so I moved on. You you enjoying that one still? I'm still three issues in. I I haven't. I I I feel sort of like it's good, but it's not like drawing me in. Yeah. I rather read action in Superman. <laughs> yeah. Batman, Superman, world's finest, Mark Wade. I'm not reading that. 
what's well, it's a tying over in Kingdom Come right now. If you were a big Kingdom Come fan, I enjoyed what I read. That's, that's Magog on the cover. Superman number ten. It is Josh Williamson, I guess. Philip Kennedy Johnson's not doing that either. Yeah, he stopped on the dawn of DC. Uh, Wonder Woman issue five. Amazon's attack. Well, actually, he was only doing action. He never oh, he had only, Superman. He never had Superman. Superman was uh, Tom Taylor because he was uh, Superman John Kent. Oh, that that was a different one though. That wasn't the Superman mainline. There was not a su- there wasn't a Superman mainline book though. Oh, okay. Yeah, for a while it was just the John Kent. What do you think of the size Spurrier Flash? Haven't read it yet. I don't think I'm gonna like it because I'm not a size Spurrier superhero fan. Like I yeah. like a lot of his indie work, but I don't think I've enjoyed much of his superhero stuff. Yeah, I think I enjoyed his Constantine, and that's about it. Yeah, if it's dark and it's in the Vertigo stuff, I yeah. like. Yeah. And I think he did some cross too. I'm not sure, yep. but I think oh, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yep. Speed Force three. <laughs> I'm not gonna read that. Green Lantern I dropped. Power Girl I've I read that first one. Pretty good. Green Arrow, I dropped. What do you think of these Golden Age revivals? Have you read read any of them yet? Three of them are out. The Alan Scott just came out this week. I haven't read them. I've read Stargirl and the Justice Society, and I loved them. But uh, I'm I'm anxious to read the uh, Sandman one specifically. I picked up Sandman because I like Venditti and I like Riley Rosmo. Well, this up... is the this is the Sandman um, Wesley Dodds from uh, yeah. Mystery Science Theater. That was such a good Vertigo series. That's so good. Yeah, I'm. I keep picking it up and looking. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be in the right mood for this. And I'll glance at it and flip through it, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to read this right now. I'll, re- I'll read it. It looks like it takes place in the 40s, too, which is, I mean, it, it's like what I like. Yeah. It looks like it's a timepiece. The other two are, I think, in current time. I don't think anybody's going to read it, but but a couple but oldies. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm 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 not sure it's going to be that successful. Oh, I don't think anything is successful anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We've got DC Power 24. What is that? I think that's just a continuation of uh, oh. DC Power that was in 2023, featuring uh, black, some black characters and black yeah. writers and artists. But instead of the Milestone universe, they're playing with... Uh, a lot of the main characters in the DCU. How to lose a guy gardener in ten days. That's a good clever little pun. That the ten dollar quarterly one shot. All the covers from Joker Harley, 
Quinn. They keep doing these co- all, all uncovered. Yeah, books, so they must that's do well. The only DCs that I don't buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to get covers. <laughs> a, a, a book that's not a story. It's just art. I just. I guess that's for folks that like don't want to chase all the variants, but love the var- but wish they could. And then so then this comes out and they're like, okay, now I get all the covers that I couldn't afford. When it came out yeah i i see the appeal it's just not for me yeah i'm not much of a, yeah just staring at art power girl uncovered number one birds of prey uncovered a lot of covers a lot of covers there must be money in the first couple they released, though. Yeah. Because why would you do any more? Yeah, and so many. Here we go. We were just talking about this. Cy Spurrier doing John Constantine, Hellblazer, Dead in America. Yeah, and Aaron Campbell. Well, he's a good artist. I'll be all over this one. I have some. I don't have many pages from artists, but I do have some Aaron Campbell pages. Oh, you're an original art guy, huh? No, I'm not an original art guy, but I have some original pages <laughs> from uh, Garth Ennis's uh, Shadow. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, and, and Aaron Campbell was, was drawing it. I like his art. It's very dark. It's very He's, he's a really good artist. These interiors are pretty cool. So is it going to be black and white, you think, or they just haven't colored it yet? I think they haven't colored it yet. I think it, we would see like a BW on it or something. That's pretty good. Now this Unplugged, I think, is going to be in black and white. Well, it even says black and white and unlettered. That's the Mark Silvestri series that just wrapped up well you like mark sylvester do you like him enough to rebuy this book no i have the book (laughs) yeah like i said i'm not i'm not one to to just go and get art you know yeah and if i do get art it's more of a commission which i can ask for i want this you know right yeah but even then, I don't do. I there was a time where I would do that a lot, and then once it got to hundreds of dollars, I was like, no, I'm not in this game anymore. Yeah, when it was got when crazy. it was when it when it was forty to sixty bucks, I was in like I would do like ten a year. But once it started to get like to two hundred, three hundred, I was like, I can't do this. And I'm lucky to get a Andrew Peepoy will be my only one that I get. <laughs> Is he over 100 now? Yeah. But I get mine through those Kickstarters that he does. So. Oh, okay. That's cool. Those commissions. He still owes me one. Well, no, I, I bought a commission at Heroes, and he drew it, but after I left. So... 
he said he would send that along with my Kickstarter one whenever that one comes out. So I'm tell still him waiting. You, you, tell him you'd rather just have it on its own. Just ship it by itself. <laughs> it's factored into the cost. We have Sandman Universe and Nightmare Country, Glass House. Absolute Batman and Son by Grant Morrison. Reprinting all those. 456 pages worth in hardcover. Yeah, those are extra size, too, those absolutes. Yeah. Those are big old things. I actually don't like them because they're so wieldy. Like, they're, the Omnibus, at least the size is right. Yeah. But... These are so big that you have to like have a bookshelf that has like a bottom shelf with real, you know, a lot of room. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they take up so much space. Do you have those IDW artist editions? you have any of those? I do. But I, Where do they I go? Keep, I keep those in the original protective boxes. And I stack them. Because they're, they're huge, too. Those are mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And I can't, you can't really fit them on a shelf. I mean, you can, but but then they they're just odd unless you have a bunch of art books. And I only have the Jack Kirby ones. That's all I wanted. That's, those are pretty cool. I enjoy looking at those. I just don't want to pay that much for them. The Night Terrors is reprinted. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I think the main series was pretty good. Yeah. And there were s- some good ones that I liked. It ended, it seemed abruptly, though. Like Yeah, the, yeah, I agree. It, it seemed like they, ha- they had put a lot more story in the early issues, and then it just ended. Like, it just... I don't know. It seemed like it ended too fast. I, I, I'm talking about the main series. Right. The other ones, I could see them just being two issues and done. But to me, the main series seemed to not to finish abruptly. Yeah, did not stick the landing as well as it could have. I'm sure. I'm gonna gonna breeze through some of these collected editions. If there's any that you want to highlight, feel free. I'm just glancing down. Not really, because I don't think I'm getting anything except for. Are you picking up the Webtoon stuff, the reprinted Webtoon? No. But it must be a hit. I only know, like, Derek Coward reads them I, I don't know too many people that read the webtoons jason i mean from, jason from hawaii really likes them does he read them in paper format or does he read them in he said they're he on the a, web i think he said he read them in the um when they're when they're printed as the book because mm. when, when you read them on the on your phone they're like really you know they're all vertical so it's kind of different different experience I think the only uh, collected edition 
that I'm interested in is the Justice League International Omnibus Volume 3 and the Superman Silver Age Omnibus Volume 1. Justice League International. So much fun. Everything else is fairly new. I mean, there is that Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Omnibus, which is the Neil Adams stuff. But I already have that, like, in an absolute, so I don't want that. What about Dual Force, the new digital collectible card game? Oh, I'm not into cards. (laughs) Me neither. Or games. But but when I was in college, I would buy, like, all the cards, especially the DC cards and the Marvel Masterpiece cards. The one with the Joe Juscos, I would buy all of them. Me and Barb would buy a box, and then we would just sort them all after. <laughs> you still have them somewhere? Yeah, I still have them. I have them in binders. Upstairs. My buddy was he drug out all his um Star Wars cards from early late seventies, early eighties that he has in binders and I was like, I forgot about all these. I don't know what happened to mine. They're gone, but he had all his still in binders and they were pretty cool. Yeah, all of mine were traded wasn't until college that I actually started saving cards. For some reason, I I must have traded away everything good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ended up with all the crap. <laughs> exactly. Let's slide over to um, cover price and look at their top 20. Do you want to do the top 10? I'll do the bottom 10. Okay. I will do the top ten then. Uh, kicking us off at number one is Dazzler because Taylor is is a uh, Kansas City Chief. That's a, why is making everybody excited about this. So it about continues. The Chiefs. Seventy-one more copies sold. You're a Chiefs fan, aren't you? Barb is. Barb, okay, that's right. I'm a Buffalo and Green Bay fan. Very strange combo. One AFC, one NFC. Yeah. They all have one thing in common. Cold weather. My favorite <laughs> player, James Lofton. He played uh, at both, both places. Okay. All right. Very cool. Uh, uh, so anyway, the Dazzler sold 71 copies again, which is pretty cool. Uh, with a high of 252 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, raw near mints around 23 bucks. So, still good investment for the um, potential, but as soon as that movie comes out and she's in a scene for like 12 seconds, you're all going to be disappointed. I think she'll be in it for more. The fact that that all three of them were at the Chiefs game is very unusual. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't. There was not. There's an awful lot of guest stars in this. Deadpool. It sounds to me like it's going to be like Deadpool kills the dead, universe type of thing. Yeah, could be. 
At um, rank two, we have Predator versus Wolverine. Uh, this sold limited to 3,000 print run. This is the Tyler Kirkham Blood Blast. And it sold 54 more copies. And had a high sale of $25 for Raw. Uh, Duke number one, the Ash Can. We're still doing NYCC bull crap that you can only get at that convention. Um, 17 copies of this thing sold. High sale of 95 for a Raw. At rank four, we have American Psycho, the Randall Bruder business card, one in ten. Continues to sell. 34, 34 more copies sold. High sale of $71 for a raw. Ranger Stranger, the Tyler Jensen regular cover. Um, one that uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, this one. But Kevin Hart's production company, Heartbeat, has developed this as an animated series. So 37 copies of this have sold with a high sale of 12 bucks for a raw. I remember hit. this came out, but uh, I, I didn't buy it. No, I, I, I recognize the cover, um, but I don't think I ended up reading it. It's probably the only Scout book I didn't buy that month. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, rank six, the Omega Men, number three, first Lobo, of course. Another 39 copies of this moved. 390 for a CGC 9.8. Rawls around $78. Rest in peace, Keith Giffen. Yes. At uh, rank seven, we have Secret Wars number eight, the Black Suit Spidey. 31 copies of this one moved. High sale of $650 for CGC 9.8. Raw's around $121. At rank eight, we have Bloodstrike number one. This is the first book to ever use thermal reactive ink. So if you rub parts of the cover, you reveal the red ink splatters. However, that's not why the, the book is hot. Rob Liefeld debuted a concept trailer on what a possible Bloodstrike film could look like. The video received tons of positive feedback, and this led to excitement and 30 copies selling with a high sale of $40 for a CGC 9.6, and current Raw's around $3, which is probably less than cover. Um, so that's weird. Um, CGC 9.6, probably because people were rubbing it too much, I'm guessing. At rank 9, we have Gargoyles, number 1, the newsstand version. 14 copies of this sold with a high sale of $3.91 for a CGC 9.8. Rawls around 70 bucks. And at rank 10, we have Wolverine 36. This is Helverine. Um, and this continues to sell. Um, we've got 21 copies of this thing moving. High sale of 100 bucks for a CGC 9.8. And current near mints around 24. You can take over with 11 there. Okay. Let me see. Why am I seeing, when I clicked on the link, I'm seeing your versions. Even though I call runners up, it's on the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
that's on the same link. Uh, at number 11 is Department of Truth, the New York City Comic Con edition. That doesn't look that great to me, but uh-uh. nope. looks very generic, like a pamphlet. But um, 20 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 85% with the high sale of $200 for raw. That's pretty high. Yeah. And a fair market value of 136 We got Dazzler and X-Men uh, number 130, her first appearance. The Taylor Swift thing. We tracked 18 copies sold at seven-day trend of 125% with a high sale of 379 for a CGC 9.4. And a current raw of 300. Wow, that's close. Yeah. That's really close. So it's almost like the cost of a CGC, it just gets you... <laughs> it costs you like 60 bucks to CGC, doesn't it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. So it's like that nine dollar profit if and if you kept it raw it's the way to go i well, heard there's uh what was a nine four near man when i was at heroes fine. con i don't know if it's still the trend but i was talking to some vendors there and they were saying that people are looking for raw more than they are for cgc now and i think it's because of all the crazy crap that we keep hearing um people just resubmitting and then they get another value and it's just so So such a scam like there there was i don't know if it was on your podcast or another podcast where some guy yeah did 100 100 books and yeah it was ours yeah and like the, the, the there was so many that were came back yeah and i i was listening to bronze and modern gods too and he sent some books and he got shafted because he said that those people fingerprinted his books he says there's no way when i sent it it had fingerprints this is a guy that that uh flat you know does the flattening or the pressing of his own books and wears gloves and everything and came back with a bunch of fingerprints (laughs) it's like it wasn't his, you know what I mean? Well, he could it probably was, prove it, right? He could probably take the yeah. print. It's like, uh, who, who, whose fingerprints that I want all your employees to do a fingerprint. Tell me what's happening here. Uh, we got Lobo number one at number 13. This one says they tracked uh, 25 copies sold. That's a lot. Uh, over a seven-day trend of 93% with the high sale of 129 and a CGC 9.8 copy. Oh, that's for, at 129. Fair market value of eight. See, that's a big delta. That's interesting on the X-Men book how close the the two are. Yeah, that's really weird. It's an anomaly. Amazing Spider-Man 252 is like the first black suit Spider-Man. Um Tracked 11 copies sold at seven-day trend of 209 with a high sale of 1700 at CGC 9.8, a fair market value of 212. See these ones, I have all of them because they're first, they're cover A's. They're no, they're not like exclusives or anything. Yeah. 
Uh, Batman 609. Uh, this is Hush. And it looks like he might be a potential player. And then uh, pair that with DC debut, debuting Shush. Uh, that's kind of a funny name. Um, 26 copies sold, seven day trend of 79% with a high sale of 230 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw at $42. X Force uh, Volume 1, number two, uh, Rob Liefeld. And this one tracks 17 copies sold, seven, seven day trend of 131% with a high sale of $500 for a CGC 9.8. And a near mint fair market value of nine dollars. The second appearance of Deadpool. What else is this? First appearance of Weapon X, Garrison yeah. Keen. Yeah. And then we got another uh one of your favorites from New York Comic Con. <laughs> uh Spawn Universe Sampler 2023 signed. This one tracked nine copies sold at a seven-day trend of 433 with a high sale of 550 for a raw copy and a current raw fair market value of 338. That's a lot of money for. Uh, yeah. Wonder, right. I wonder what it costs to get this. Um, That'd be nice to know. He signed 250 copies of it. But but so. it's signed. That's the key. Yeah. So he's charging you for the book, which is an exclusive. At 250 plus his signature, it had to at least be a hundred bucks. I, I don't know. I don't know. Would he do that? Yeah. I don't think it would be cheap. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, the first appearance of Shang Chi's back in the list. Um, I have this one, um, special Marvel edition number 15. It's 12 copies sold, seven day trend of 135 with the high sale of 770 for a raw, not CGC 9.4 and a current raw. Why do they use the term raw in, in a CGC? They, I don't, they, they shouldn't. That's a typo then. Yeah. And the current raw. Fair market value of 166 because it says CGC 9.4. Yeah. Um, then we got Uncanny X Men 221. Mr. Sinister is his first appearance. He's interesting. I like Mr. Sinister. He's, yeah. he's pretty complicated. Um, this one they track 16 copies sold at a seven day trend of. 101% with the high sale of 270 for a CGC 9.8 and a fair market value of $43 for raw. And then we got your Duke Ashcan. Um, this one is 17 copies sold, seven day trend of 85 with the high sale of $100 for a raw copy. And a current raw fair market value of 71. So these aren't CGC'd or anything, but. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah, you're at, I mean, when you're at these cons, there's so many exclusives at so many different booths. And like picking the right ones, because you're spending 
10 20 30 40 dollars on these things it's tough but like some of those would have been a no-brainer <laughs> yeah i'll take the uh but i probably wouldn't have like like i wouldn't even sought out the department of truth i'm like that's been out a long time i don't i don't care about it yeah i probably wouldn't have done that one um but if i could have gotten the a the Duke Todd and Father. a Cobra Commander and, and the Todd Father. But I, I don't think that would have been cheap. Yeah. I really I really don't. Because those guys don't sell their autographs for cheap, that's for sure. No, Liefeld's the worst, man. He, uh, well, I he, think Todd Todd's rates were pretty high, too. Yeah. It depends I, on what I you're trying to get. Last. Like, if, if you want him to, to, to sign an ASM... 300 you know you got to pay a premium for it and any of the spidey stuff that he did and that costs more and spawn one costs more right so it's funny yeah i didn't realize how much neil gaiman contributed to the spawn universe with one issue (laughs) i didn't either like uh he came up with Angela, which everybody knows. That's the that's the one yeah. thing that everybody knows. And then he sold it to Marvel. But he came up with Cogliostro, who's who's huge in the the mythos. Like he's a big part. And he came up with uh, Medieval Spawn too. So and also the concept of the heaven, you know, the angels and stuff. That's where Angela came from. Neil Gaiman so, was very creative. He did that with one issue. <laughs> and that's where all the suit came out of. And it, it involved Miracle Man and, and a whole bunch of stuff because Todd had acquired Eclipse rights. And then he got Neil, Neil Gaiman to sign something. But he never got a contract over to Neil, which Neil always wanted because he was already collecting money on sandman you know what i mean like he wanted a contract so anytime he did any kind of reprints of angela or medieval spawn or anything he would get a a share but he never would give him a contract like to sign but what came out of that court case is he gave angela totally over back to to you know him he had to pay him like millions and then he got cogliostro and medieval spawn which you know we see in the current spawn universe and he probably did it going on the spawn war he probably made it made that well he he did a lot he did a lot of things out of spite matter of fact um the the court cases that are documented in uh I forget what it's called. It's like the universe versus Todd McFarlane or something like that. Um, that book documents all the cork, you know, the hockey players suing him. He, he, he's been sued a lot. Yeah. And he went into bankruptcy like his companies did. And he, he could have lost, like if he didn't pay back certain things, he could have lost his characters, but he didn't. Um, but it's really weird. How did he go into bankruptcy with McFarland Toys, man? That thing was just printing money. Yeah, it, well, he that's another thing that Gaiman was suing him for because he made an Angela toy, he made a, a medieval spawn toy, and he never got any share. I mean, he got 
he would get these like things that were called love checks in the mail for like five grand or here's a thousand and it wouldn't be under contract or anything and say thank you you know <laughs> but he never got anything saying this was this percentage of this toy you know what i mean right so he thought he was getting shafted you think he was probably was right i it, it depends like he should have got him to sign a work for hire because he paid he paid him a lot of fucking money for one issue and i think right. that's a he gave alan moore frank miller dave sim a million dollars and neil gaiman a million dollars for like one issue that's it like uh, i mean not a million sorry a, a hundred grand to do one issue that's, that's ridiculous. a lot that's a lot of money and uh in in neil's case he wanted more so and he he but but at the same time todd's arrogance hurt him like he gave him a lot of money which i think is fair so I, like but i can see neil's point like i created your universe like pieces of it right and i'm not getting anything going forward and you didn't have anything in writing and that's why he got in trouble so yeah it's fascinating but yeah, I mean, Tom McFarlane used to be one of my favorite artists back in the Spidey days. Oh, he still is one of my. I, yeah, I, I love, Spawn, I but... love the whole image people. Like they just, they fascinate me. But yeah, he did. He does come off as an arrogant guy. They're 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 like savant geniuses, though. They, those image guys, are some of the only guys that you could name that became millionaires. Like doing comics yeah they were rock stars they were like the beatles man they still think they're rock stars yeah they and they kind of are yeah because they can go to a con and charge five hundred dollars for a signature and people will pay it so <laughs> it's crazy but you know what our generation will be gone someday and then nobody will care about them <laughs> I, I actually think it's not our generation because i was in college when image hit yeah it's definitely us so no i I would think it would be the generation behind us that would have been like really attached i mean i don't think so i think so i I think that, that people are in their 40s that are really into them now yeah 40s i i think i'm an anomaly because I became so attached to them when I was in my twenties. So it's, yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah. I think it's folks in their forties and fifties for sure. And it even could go into the thirties. I think it it just depends on when they, like I, my first exposure to comics when I started loving comics was when I was five and six. So I guess overwhelmingly male as well i will i think so yeah but they're all millionaires so i mean you think that you think the one guy is well (laughs) valentino and um 
Wills Portacio. Wills Portacio are the only two that I'm not, I don't think are as well off. But I, I, I do think they were making hundreds of thousands. So. I think Jim Jim Lee did okay. Oh, Jim Lee is, is, is rich. <laughs> I mean, plus he's the head of DC now, so he's and, and he sold Wildstorm to DC. Yeah. So he made a pretty penny off of that. Every DC purge, the only billions. man standing is Jim Lee. Every time there's a DC purge and they like clean ship and clean house, and they're like, now we've got a new creative direction with Jim Lee still yeah. on board. <laughs> Well, I've been really happy with the Donna DC. I I, I think their books have been pretty tight. And um, universe-wise, continuity's been doing pretty good, in my opinion. But uh, I I don't think it's as good as New 52. But oh, I think it's way better than New 52. I love the New 52. So at first. <laughs> <laughs> that first uh, that was a, a much neat that they changed the industry because they were hurting the whole industry was hurting at the time that's what the, the the industry needs now is a shot in the arm it's hurting bad like I, i'm just listening to a lot of podcasts with stores and th- there's been podcasts in buffalo new york that were eisner winners and they're shutting their doors. So there's there, there's a lot of craziness. And I, I actually think it's the cost. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I think speculators are leaving in droves. Like, it was hot during the COVID. And, you know, people were making money selling comics. And now it's it's going back to where it was. And the spec is down. Yeah, I think you're right, and I have noticed that there have been some store closures, which is kind of depressing. And it's also, like, what drives the movies, too. Like, every time you guys do the top ten, it's almost the same books every week. Yeah. It's either, like, it's either like a ratio variant that hits or a con exclusive, and then all the other stuff is, like, books that have been there before. Yeah. I get super so, excited when it's like, oh, this is just a regular book. This is Ranger when, Stranger. Oh, yeah. wow. That's awesome. But when COVID was on, that, that list was changing a lot. Like, it was more of an exciting list. Like, oh, this was announced. This was announced. Yeah. You know, all this craziness. Now we're on an actor's strike and nothing's announced. And I think Hollywood is in the same boat as the company, like the comic companies, like nothing's working. What are we, what should we do? And I think the comic movie is going to go away for a while. Personally. There's so much money to be made there though. I think, well, there's spending too much money. The cost of making is not returning. Yeah. Yeah, especially when they come out of this strike, how much will they have had to give away to keep making stuff? We'll see. Yeah. And personally, like I, I was, I'm just comparing like the Netflix Marvel series with the Disney Plus, and I think the Netflix series are way better. And I don't know if it's just because I like the darker, you know, the darkness and um, 
more darker characters than the happy-go-lucky, but I I think the quality has changed a lot. The only problem with the Netflix are they they would do f- way too much filler. They were like, we, we need to get 13 episodes out of this, and there's really not 13 episodes worth of story or whatever. And I, I don't feel that way, but I, I guess I wasn't binging them like you. So I... I mean, I've been binging them now. Like, I just finished Daredevil season three, and I thought it was amazing. And I thought every episode had purpose. Like, whether it was developing the Bullseye character, or developing Karen, or giving more backstory to Foggy, or whatever. But yeah. I thought there was a lot of purpose to it. That, I think people hated that. Led to the climax. So, you I liked didn't. Iron Fist, too? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And I love Jessica Jones. That was good, too. That was my favorite as well. I think overall, though, Daredevil is just, I don't know, I think the actors that they have for Daredevil are just spot on. And I could be biased. Like when they put your favorite character in something, it's you could be biased. You'd think so, (laughs) but I didn't really love Moon Knight. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't either. Um yeah, I wanted to so bad. I, I feel indifferent about Moon Knight. Like I don't know what they were trying to do. Like it, it seemed like when they started it, I got it, and then as they went on, I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of lost me. I liked Hawkeye. I thought that was a good one. Oh, I loved Hawkeye. I loved. I like. I thought Mrs. Marvel was really good. I didn't, and I, didn't. I like Miss Marvel. I like She Hulk, but I didn't like. I didn't like them bringing Daredevil in and changing his mood. <laughs> I I guess it went from like all the writers like Miller and Bendis and Brubaker and all the darkness to like Mark Wade. It was like yeah. It was like doing that, and it didn't work for me. But it was worth, yeah, yeah. But he he had had some different different creators on him, so he has gone in different directions. I, oh, Chip Zdarsky has done uh-huh. an outstanding on that thing. Uh-huh. I, I'm just binging it now. I'm I'm late to the party, but uh, yeah, his I think good. he's. I think he's fantastic. I'm about to enter his second volume. I don't know why they broke it up and had the same creative team, but <laughs> yeah. And then changed volumes other than the Electra thing, but I, I guess that's a plot point to renumber. We're going to shoot to the CBSI Hot 10 list. Take a quick look at these guys. Um, Dracula, number one, the retailer thank you from James Tinian comes in at number one. This was a free promo giveaway to retailers um, based on the success of the Wolverine 37 who did the same thing. Um, this is Skybound book. Yeah, I'm really excited. I just got my shipment today. Oh wow! And uh, it has it has this Dracula in it, and I I don't know much about it other than it's like a a re envisioning of mm-hmm. the original movie. 
And I'm I'm really excited to see it because I'm, I'm a Dracula fan. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, 50 copies sold and it's average price around 30 bucks with high of 55 dollars. So yeah, I'm, I'll I'll check that out. It looks pretty neat. Uh, at rank two, we have Fantastic Four 244. Um, what is going on here? Love this book. This is uh, this is when Frankie Ray became Nova. Oh, okay. Uh, right. the, one of the Galactus's heralds, you know. Oh, it was female heralds. Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember. I remember. I think she was the one that was dating uh, Johnny at the time. But uh, this is a this John Bernark is amazing. I was buying these off the rack. It was such a good time for comics. Uh, Forty of these sold. We have a. High grade sales around twenty five to thirty bucks with a high of fifty five. At rank three, we have Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood number one, the one in one hundred. Garth Ennis, Gabriel Del Otto. That I was looking at the cover and I was like, eh, that's not that great. But some other people thought thought they liked it a lot more than I did. Um, so a few sales of two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, that that's a one in a hundred. I would hope you would. I would hope you'd do pretty well. You, I, I would hope if you dropped a hundred dollars on it, that you would double it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 252. One of my favorite comics of all time. Um, Black Spoot Spidey. Uh, 50, 50 of these sold. That seems really high. Um, a lot of these changing hand. Raw's hit around two hundred fifty dollars. Uh, nine eight Canadian price variant sold for forty two hundred dollars. Wow. At rank five, we have Star Wars, or Secret Wars, not Star Wars. Jesus, Secret Wars number eight. Another black suit Spidey. Uh, two hundred plus raw nine eights going for around six hundred dollars. Um, sixty more of these sold. So that's doing very well. Also, they're they're saying this interest is from the game, the new oh yeah the Spider-Man game. Two game came out. Wow, wow. Um, looks incredible. Like I don't play video games, but oh yeah, this, I've, this I've, I've, I've seen some you know video of it and it looks really good. Void Rivals uh, number five, the one in fifty spoiler variant came, um, comes in at rank six. Um, they sold about a dozen of these with average sale around $80 with a high of 115. I don't know who that is on the cover, but I don't think I've read issue five. So that's probably why. At rank seven, we have amazing Spider-Man 36, the one in 25 art Adams. Um, this one sold 30 copies with an average of 30 bucks and a high of 60. Uh, they again highlight Ranger Stranger um, at rank 8. 30 of this moving and they're saying it's around 10 to 12 bucks. At rank 9 we have G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero number 1, The Larry Hama. Rawls up to $250 as excitement builds for 301 coming out to continue the Joe storylines. Um, 
you read G.I. Joe, didn't you? Very recent. I yeah. was I wasn't a fan until um, IDW got the property, and then I started buying all the back issues, and now I have almost every issue. <laughs> and then my brother kind of gave me his collection because he was he did collect GI Joe, so I had I got like one through fifty from him. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. But I, I I really became a fan. Like it, it's it's a fun book to read. That's cool. Larry uh, Hama, I like a lot. I ranked him. We have Jazz Legend number one by. I Jay- actually have this one. I bought this one from Scout J C Lassick and Vasco Duarte. Off option by Rooster Teeth for an adult animated show. Uh, $10 now with a couple listed online. Another scout book being optioned for animation. So Jazz Legend number one. That one slipped through my radar. As we look at some of the older books that um, sold, we had an All-Star Comics number seven, CGC 5.0, which sold for $1,440 this week. And... In September, a 7.0 sold for 17.40. So the last 5.0 to sell was way back in 2013, and it sold for 522 dollars. I would, I would, I would drop 522 dollars for that. It's pretty. It's very pretty. I, I think it's even a good price at at 14.40 for a 5.0. Yeah. Five you know, O is nice to me. I, and I like, like five O's. A yeah. five O, anything like a VG or higher in the Golden Age is just beautiful to me. Oh yeah. Like this looks like a really nice copy. I, I would hate to have it in that little prison. Plastic, it needs to be free. Free him from yeah, the plastic. I'd like to free it. Um, because also, then it's just a piece of art. Like yeah. It's not I, even, I, and you can't even see the complete painting, right? Well, there all the work, the cover. all the work that E. E. Hibbard put into the interiors, you'll you never know. You'll, you'll never, never see, see it, it. unless sense. you can get a collected edition of it or something. But um, all all top comics number sixteen, a CGC four point five. This sold for thirty six hundred. Um, doesn't come up very often, but a 4.0 sold for 3,000 last October, and a 5.5 sold for 33.60 back in May of 21. So this is Matt Baker. Oh, I'm into ju- Jungle Girls too, and Matt Baker is amazing. He's great. He is great. He's the Phantom Lady guy. I mean, he 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 draws beautiful, beautiful women. Yeah. All right, let's go take a look at the new stuff coming out. We'll start with um, Lunar, and we'll go with DC's uh, offerings for 1031, the stuff that's coming out on 1031. And it looks like we've got uh, a Jason Momoa cover for Aquaman. Might be a popular cover. So people can get that signed at their next con. This is his last go around as Aquaman, right? We think since he's trying to become think? Lobo. Yeah, should be. 
There's Batman, Catwoman, Gotham War, Scorched Earth. So that'll finish that up this week, I think. I think that might be the final issue. Cover B is really cool. I like it because it's like Batman driving and Catwoman's in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, he's like screaming at her or something yeah. to uh, stop backseat driving me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me and my wife. <laughs> My wife is such a backseat driver. She hates my driving. Oh yeah, my wife I'm, more a, I'm more of a laid laid back driver. Like, um, I just drive, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't speed too much. I mean, I'll go over the speed limit, but not. She's an aggressive driver. Like, she's more offensive than defensive, in my opinion. My, my wife will see a red light, like a, you know, a, a mile up the road, and she'll be like. Red light, red light, red light, red light, red light. <laughs> like I saw it, I would have stopped. <laughs> My wife does the same thing for me. Like I, I can't see the light color or something. <laughs> oh, there's Batman Ga- Gotham by Gaslight. I still have to read this. Uh, I've heard good That's things. That's good. And never read it. Detective 1076 got some. Interesting covers. Faceless I'm looking and... forward to this uh, faceless one. Yeah, family, because that's Matt Lewinsky. I like I like his stuff a lot. It's good to see an Oni doing something again. You don't see a lot yeah. of output from them. His art is crazy. Like, yeah, it, it's got a lot of curves. It, the anatomy looks really weird. But if you're into his art, it's it, it's really cool. Yeah. To look at. Uh, Return of Superman, the 30th anniversary special one shot. Celebrate. Is that the. Yeah. Back in the day, 90s. I really like these die cuts. I'm yeah. not into like variants, but I love how it has like all the symbols of, you know, who took over for Superman. That is cool. Super I might Sons. pick them up. Yeah. The, yeah. I didn't order them. I didn't pre-order them. But if if my comic shop has has these and has all four, I might get them. Yeah. If you didn't pre-order them, you might not. He or, he way over orders though. I really wish I could help him. Like, don't do this. You're going to hurt yourself. Trust me. Yeah, he's the one that almost sold all, right? He was going to quit. Yeah, yeah. I he he's, He does the math, and he makes back. Like, he has some crazy customers that pay for those one in 100s. Yeah. The thing with me that drives me crazy, though, is then he has 100 issues. He just puts in a box and puts in storage. Like, he, he doesn't even, like, say, oh, I'll get – I'll pull them out of the box in one year and and liquidate them at a dollar each. So yeah. I, I don't get it, but. You need to buy that store from him. No, I would never go into the comic business. Yeah, it'd be something to do when you're retired. Uh, it, for fun, but not, yeah, not, not to, to make be, money. Not to, exactly. Like, but you know uh, what you could do? You could get rid of all your storage units. And have your have your your collection on display right there. Well, that's what I want to do. Like I, I would, 
if I could start selling, you know, like Ed, can I borrow the, these shelves and sell my stuff <laughs> and I'll work here for, you know, like pennies on the dollar. <laughs> That'd be the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, these Supergirl covers are great. Yeah, that's uh, that's Will Jack. I was thinking it was a uh, art germ, but that's Will Jack. I've heard his name. I've heard you mention him a couple times. That's pretty. He does. He does look like an art germ. Yeah. So I, I I think art germ and I think these are computer generated. <laughs> well, now I'm starting to wonder. You know, if it's a Mid Journey cover, right? Yeah. If we take a look at the other lunar offerings for the next day, for Wednesday on the 1st of November, we have um, some great Blood Commandment covers that are, that's The Last of Us. Oh, Fright Fright Night. Yeah, there you go. And there's Uh, a Lost Lost Boys. uh, Lost Boys. Um, The first one, I'm not sure. Is that, um, is that Halloween? Or Friday the 13th? I thought I thought that I thought that was Fright Night. The first one is okay. Cover A, yeah. What's the What's the cover D then? Nothing. God, I don't know. Doesn't look as reminiscent. As... Cover C looks like a video game of some sort. Yeah, it's lost. It's Last of Us. Oh, Last of Us. Yeah. Last of Us really... is a video game, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yes. But it also looks like a Blu-ray, which is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Uh, we've got Haunting on Mars. This is a new uh, Zach Scout. Chapman. Yeah. Scout. I used to buy all the Scout, and now I'm being a little more selective. Yeah, I was really into Scout and Vault for a while, and then I kind of slacked off, and now I'm a little more selective as well. Well, it's the cost. Everything has gone up a dollar, like almost everything. Yeah. There's so many 4.99 comics now, it makes me sick. It's hard to justify, like, once you hit the $5 mark, it's like... It's like a round number that's like that's a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where whereas I I know four dollars was a lot, but five seems like ridiculously a lot for twenty pages of story. Yeah, I, I thought four was too high, so I'm I'm really bummed about five. And and you know I I see the where we're going because you know you see magazine you go you ever go to Barnes and Nobles and look at their freaking magazine racks and these these magazines are like 10 and 12 bucks now yeah who's buying these that i don't know um it's got to be somebody though yeah yeah but i think i think with barnes and nobles magazines though there's there's still some kind of like they're returnable. send it back yeah. yeah yeah they're definitely returnable the nasty hits number four Ribbon Queen, man, I've loved this. This has been great. It also does some homages. 
That's Friday the 13th, right? I think so, yeah. Uncover C. All the others I don't know. Yeah. The Sacrificers. The first Transformers. Well, a second printing of the first Transformers. And they're doing five covers. Wow, that Louis LaRosa looks amazing. Yeah. And these are second prints. These are all second prints, yeah. Five second print variants. Which is I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad of. I'm not like a huge Transformer fan because Oh, you'd want them all, yeah. I would probably get cover one, two, and three. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. And it was a really good good issue. I really enjoyed it. And I'm not even a, a, super, a, a Transformers fan, really. Yeah, I'm reading it this weekend because uh, we're covering it on Geek Brunch. Oh, cool. Only four hours of uh, this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unnatural it's a, order. It's amazing we go that long because it doesn't seem that long. It, you know, as a listener, too, it flies by. Yeah, because we start talking about stupid shit, and it just our tangents. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think they interest us, so it makes our time go by fast. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm like just the quiet guy that's hanging out with you guys. Um, you know, I don't get a I don't get to interject anything, but I sometimes talk to myself when I have a point yeah. to make. <laughs> yeah, we're now covering Faust, so it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very interesting to. Uh, Break that down. <laughs> Unnatural order looks kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, I ordered this, but um, it got canceled, so I don't know if it like if oh. I got it on reorder or. Okay. I don't know what happened. It looks the covers look really great. They got oh. some Tulu Tay covers too. I yes. sure do like her. Yeah, she's good. She's it's just a great person too. Like, you want to talk to somebody cool? Talk to Tulu Ute. Very cool. We're gonna slide over to previews now and look at what they're offering on Wednesday the first from Boom. What do you think of the Dave Finch uh, Walking Dead covers? I like them. Let me look at it again. No, I, I mean he's just done every cover A since it restarted with the coloring. Oh yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I like I like like the reimagined that look a little different than mm-hmm. what I saw the first time around. Mhm. Where are we going now? We're gonna go to um back over to previews world for what Boom has uh on offer for Wednesday, the first of November. Um, and all the rest of the publishers that they have over here. We've got Ranger Academy hitting its second issue. And the space between, which is a Karina Becto and Danny Luckert's book. And Karina was just on with Jason this week. And talked about this book. 
I don't know if I ordered that or not. Because Boom is one that has increased their cover prices. Yeah. Yeah. Sure have. Uh, some of our Marvel offerings. We have Avengers 7 with a Moon Knight. Knight's in variant cover to tease me and tempt me. Yeah, that's Moon Knight month. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, they've been putting him on everything, which I I would. Uh, I don't know you. if I'd like that though. Like I, I personally don't like to have an Avengers book with a non-Avenger on the cover. Like well, Moon Knight know, was an Avenger. Like, he was, but he's not in the book. Well, now. Yeah, that's true. See what I'm saying? Right. But he was. I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them putting a character that is not in the book on the cover. Yeah. The Doctor Strange Moon Knight there too. Don't you? Don't you have a Moon Knight, or is that not Moon Knight? Which one? It says Knight's End variant. Doctor Strange number nine. Got another Moon Knight. I missed it. I don't even see that one. Huh. Oh, Knight's End. There it is. Yep. There he is. Yep. That one looks interesting because it looks like the... uh, I'm not zoomed in, but it looks like the costume has like uh it sits natural on him. <laughs> like like it, it's it looks like it's got a fabric look to it. Mm-hmm. We relaunching Spider Boy already? Wasn't it already this, out? The, yes. I don't know if it's come out yet, but this is a local comic shop day variant. There's like local comic shop day variants coming out mm. for White Widow and That's confusing. Well, Marvel is weird. I, I don't understand their previews at all anymore. And and I don't I don't like I don't know if I know you order from Cowabunga and I'm DCBS, but it seems like they advance solicit so much. Like Yeah. It's way And then too- I got like two three issues a, a month on something and it's so damn confusing like did i already order this or like why is it in this month's previews when it was in last month's order and i i don't like that why, why does that just affect marvel and like everything in diamond and does and prh fine it's a penguin random house driven thing. Look, why do they have to go fuck it up i mean everybody has an foc not just marvel why do they have to go do that kind of crap? I don't understand. I I don't get it either. It just, but it's it's never pretty, been like that. Like I I don't understand their need to do it. I'm pretty sure it's a. I would guess it's Penguin Random House driving that. Like if you want to do this this FOC thing, we're gonna have to run it out a little further. <laughs> These gargoyles are pretty neat down in um, 
the back half books or no this is dynamite books yeah i'm still buying gargoyles proper but i'm not buying the the new ones red sonya has only had like two or three issues and they've already spun her off into another savage red sonya yeah they all red sonya though has like two or three books Always. Almost every, uh, yeah, she's always. You got same the license. With Va- got... Same, same, same with Vampirella. Like, yeah. usually two, three books. Yeah. It must work for them because, you know, they just multiple covers. Well, I yeah. have them. I, I buy them, so I fall for it. And, and Dynamite is the only company I sometimes buy two covers of. Just because yeah. I just I I just get obsessed with either Red Sonia Vampirella or or um, Sheena Sheena <laughs> or Betty Page they usually just one cover I like yeah but like Sheena like I love my Jungle Girls and I sometimes want to buy I bought three before because I like them so much that's crazy but uh, it is crazy it's nuts. But like, yeah, there's there's a couple covers in here I think are amazing. As we get down to the back half, we've got um, a Blaze comics doing almost dead. Uh, it's Tyler Kirkham on the cover, but Galaxy is the writer and Ryan Benjamin is the interior arts and it's looks reminiscent of cross to me on the cover yeah i ordered it i i think it'll be good pandemic looking thing so i i I didn't live that enough in 2020 so i want to experience it some more (laughs) in my comics (laughs) i wish that cross would come back it offered it, it offered insanity like to the whole zombie genre in my opinion it was so good it was so good because like er, walking dead even has like you know the humans are sometimes worse than the zombies and the zombies are just there but in the in the case of the crossed man they're just so vile and then they started getting smarter and then the people oh, was good. are awful, awful. Yeah, they got smarter and more aggressive, and then started having. They're, they're fast. Babies. Oh, yeah, man. it was so and good. They're fast. And and Avatar, man, they had there was like a five year Avatar run with so much great stuff coming out. I, yeah, I, they had. I was big, just in they love. had Alan Moore. They had Warren Ellis. They had. All those cross riders, Garth Ennis. I mean, it Such was a bummer. I don't know. Sell it, that it, stuff to Oni or something. Sell it to somebody else to um, put out more. Because they're in a liquidation clearance thing <laughs> yeah. in that mode for. They six, have been. Yeah, for a long time. They don't put out anything new. I mean, I don't even. I don't understand it. The last one was. Uh, Warrior Nun. That was the last book they put out. That's what we need to do, man. Let's let's buy Avatar. <laughs> Re- reboot the series. I'd be so scared in in today's oh, yeah. market. Oh, for sure. It'd just be like, a passion. Like project. right right now, if I was 
a writer, I'd be terrified to put out a new book, like an indie book especially, because I just don't think people are buying like they were two, three years ago. Like it, I, I think, it, and I think it's getting worse. Well, um, you're still going to put out the guesser, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to try. I need oh, to go still, on sabbatical. You're just doing lettering. That's all you got left, right? Lettering? Lettering and then decide if I'm going to color it or not. I don't think I am, but. Oh, uh, okay. The color, the cover's done and and colored, but. And that's Peepoy did that? No, that was, uh, I haven't done, got a Peepoy one yet. That's that's Zach, the guy who did the interiors. Oh, okay. I was thinking you were going to do a Peepoy variant, but you didn't. You, you didn't. I was talking about it. Oh, okay. It's so discouraging how much it costs. Like I, I get why Kickstarters are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it, I'm going to take like a easily a two grand loss, like just for even doing this thing. And that's being optimistic that I can sell like a at least a hundred copies. <laughs> you can always get pay somebody to letter it if you don't want to dick dick with it. Yeah, I was thinking it can't about be very doing much. it myself too. It can't cost that much for lettering. It is yeah. pretty expensive if you have somebody do it. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I I was thinking it would be reasonable. And now colorists want to get paid more than the artist. And it's like, oh, my God. I'm like. Yeah. How much is Jordi Belair's page rate? Well, they almost consider themselves artists now, too, because they almost do the inking. Yeah. Inkers inkers are going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Yeah. Something's got to give. I mean. Everything can't keep going up forever. We can't. We, people can't buy that stuff, you know. Yeah, I think I think that we're gonna see, just in my area, two shops close like within uh, this year. That stinks. There's a canary by Scott Snyder and Dan Panosian. That's good. I've read it. Is this the one that was on uh, Substack already, or no? This was the Comicsology. Uh, Comicsology thing. It it's crazy. It, it it's um a western where radiation has caused uranium has caused certain people in certain towns because it's like leaking into the water and stuff like that uh, okay. to lose their minds. And Very do, cool. like, stupid, violent, crazy things. And they were normal people before. And then it, it involves this guy, like, this kind of reporter guy and this pulp. It's it's kind of like a Billy the Kid kind of guy who became a sheriff, like Wyatt Earp or something. Oh, um, cool. Character that that took down one of these crazy people and is now trying to figure out what's happening it's it's really good and 
the art is amazing. The story's great. I, it hasn't finished yet, though, so I, I'm I'm curious if the new volume is. I mean, number six is coming out soon because this On is now in print. Yeah, okay. I haven't read the finale, but I've read all of them up to date. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Red Five has Dying Days number one. Ooh. When the aging starts, people are aging at a rapid rate. Can the cause and solution be found before it's too late? That stuff. That sounds like a interesting premise, though. It does. Yeah. We're getting older fast. I sure feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Heat Seeker number four is a hard case crime. Ah, oh, cool. That one's coming out. I wish they'd do more. Yeah, they the were doing a lot there for a while. Seeker, and they... Aren't as pulpy as, yeah. as they were. But cover A looks fantastic. That looks like a... a I don't know if you pay attention to uh, hard case crime novels. I do not. But uh, their novels are, the covers are beautiful. Okay. And at least cover A looks like like one of their novels. It looks great. Here's Red Light, which I was real excited for. Um, So it's finally out. Sarah Cho, Jeff DeCal doing covers, erotic thrillers. I'm I'm excited for this one. So we're seeing duplicates here of books yes. that we already talked about. Yeah, okay. they were they're also distributed by Lunar, but they but Diamonds also distributing them, so it's not exclusive. So they're not not allowed to have them in here either. So yeah, there's there's a little overlap. And these PS art books to pre-order them sucks because you never know when they're coming out. But it looks like they're coming out with two volumes back to back, number seven and eight of Blackhawk. They're so expensive. I, I was into these, and I I still want to get them, but I. I hit a certain value, you know, in my order, and I I always end up cutting them because they're they're thirty two bucks. Yeah. And the the discount on PS Art Book is thirty percent or less, usually twenty five or like twenty six or something. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not half. Yeah, and then you never know when it's gonna come out, but. I love these things. They're just not done well like DC or would do. They're because they're almost like Xerox copies of oh. books that they they were able to piece together. You know. Oh wow. Yeah. Those red light covers look really cool. I like them. Yeah, they look really good. I like that cover A. That's sexy. Well, if, since you're the guest, sir, you can select the take the first stab at, at selecting yeah, your pick of the week. 
My pick of the week. Yes. I'm just going to scroll really quick through these. You can do that. You can take as much time as you like. I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I say that and then I'll forget. Yeah, you won't. You won't edit it out. You're you're I, like I me. You're too much like me. I will. You're like I, I don't like want to waste that. my time doing that. <laughs> I always tell Kyle, I'll fix that in post. Don't worry about it. And I never do. This is tough because uh, I think I'll go with that Transformers. Um, Second print cover C. Okay, it is it is the, pretty. The, the Louis Larosa. Yeah, it's really pretty. I can't he's, blame you. He's an incredible artist. He was a valiant guy, and uh, now he's uh, a bad idea guy. But tons of bad, stuff. They're, that company's really weird now. They've they've kind of gone away from their limited LCSs to a Kickstarter thing. They they continue to make bad bad ideas. They have bad yeah. bad ideas over and over again. I don't understand them. I don't even want I don't even want to read their stuff anymore. I did for a while, but now I don't. I'm gonna go with uh, Canary, uh, the Scott Snyder Dampanosian. I know it's on Comicsology, so blooms off the road, Rose. But I think it's a quality book, so that's the one I'm picking. There's so well, many. Well, if it's like the from. other one with Tula Latay and Snyder, Barnstormers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that was a good one too. That one had a fairly good uh, sale through. Yeah. Hey, Mike, where can people find more of you if they would like to listen to some more Mike Myers stuff? At uh, geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can listen to Geek Brunch, Mike M's Weekly Reads, and Geek Brunch Retro. And also at dcnoisepodcast.com. You can find me doing DC Spotlight there. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike Myers Brunch and Blue Sky at Mike Myers Brunch. <laughs> Blue Sky. Um, all right, man. I appreciate you coming in. And for those of you listening, um, as Kyle likes to say, see ya. See ya. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number oh 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 one. We are the ve- we were the very first, <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic, customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile. So responsive, getting instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it. That's kind of cool. Really quality experience. So 
we we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount, and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. <laughs>